Welcome back to another episode of the Strength and Speed Podcast. I'm your host, Strength and Speed owner and Mudgear Hannibal Race Pro, Evan Preparis. I've got a guest with me on the line. Before we get to him, though, a quick word from this episode's sponsor. So we got a new sponsor for this episode. It is Manscaped. Uh, you got to try their all-new Performance 5.0 Ultra Package. It's uh, it's got to see. It's got a nose hair trimmer. It's got a body hair trimmer. It's got deodorant, and then it's got a um, aftershave lotion. And then on top of that, it came with two free gifts. Comes with boxers and a T-shirt, and as well as a actually I don't know the T-shirt. I think the T-shirt was separate. It comes with a travel bag as well. Uh, great product for uh, body hair trimming. I know my my very first article. I've got like 350 articles online. My very first article I wrote about OCR had to do with actually shaving. Um, and the reason, right. one of the reasons is one, because uh, it brings brings out the definition more in your muscles. Uh, so you look better in pictures. And then as I've started racing more ultras, when you don't have any body hair, actually you dry quicker. So I'll come out of water obstacles. And if I have no, if I've shaved my arms and legs, et cetera, you come out and uh, the water just kind of sheds off you. So pretty cool. Uh, really nice product. The aftershave and the uh, deodorant smells super nice so we got a code for you guys uh, you can get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code ultra ocr at manscape.com so that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscape.com use code ultra ocr um, yeah check them out all right let's bring on today's guest we've got noel medina noel say hi hey what's going on evan pleasure talking to you for the first time yeah, this is the first time we are actually talking. He's one of the newest athletes on the Mudgear Hannibal Race Pro Team. And uh, yeah, we're going to get to know him a little better. I, I actually only, I actually don't know you that well. Most of the guys who join the team and girls I know pretty well. But we, one of the ways we look at getting new teammates is essentially all of our teammates are scouts, for lack of a better term, that are always kind of on the lookout for people who are both high-level performers and also generally good people. Um, that's also important for our team. It's not, you don't just need results. And I, you came highly recommended through Ashton Abraham, uh, one of the guys on our team. And then also um, one of my other friends, Shell Laqueta, who helps run Lionheart Fitness. Yeah, great people. Great people. I've been racing and hanging out with those people for a couple of years now, many races. It's crazy how all the paths connect. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, you, you stick around in this sport for a while, you start seeing the same names and faces at, at different races, and you start kind of building that little community. And I know you're yeah. you're based out of Florida, so I don't travel and race in Florida very often. I've made it like once, I think. So, um, yeah, so you run more than that. Where are you based out of? I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm based out of uh, currently Manhattan, Kansas, right in the middle of the country. About Okay. 60 miles east of the geographic center of the United States. I'll be here until August, and then I move to Boston. That explains all the ultras you do. There's nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I I'm, just I'm just kidding. Mostly because I'm not I can, I'm not fast enough to keep up with guys like you. So, No, it's still fascinating. I can't wait to get in, in, into your books. Anyway, sorry. I know I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> so... A little bit of back about you. Um, finished 11th at OCR World Championships, 15K in 2023. Uh, he's got uh, had four different podiums last year in a mix of Savage and Spartan, and nine the year before in 2022, mix of Savage and Spartan race, and kind of more of a specialized in short course OCR. And you might know him from Sweat Check, so we'll uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. So let's let's jump back at the beginning, get to know you a little bit better. Now, tell me about kind of your journey into OCR. I did my first mud run in 2015 or something like that. It was something local here in Jacksonville, the MS mud run. It, it, it was called one year. Um, and a couple of years later, I did a Spartan race, uh, Northeast Florida, 2017 Spartan race. And when I did the Spartan race, that's when goals were created that's when the journey was started up until then i just kind of ran here and there i kind of worked out kind of didn't um i just went to the gym to i just thought that's what the cool people did i lifted heavy and you know i, I didn't know cardio i didn't know how to lift i didn't know how to do much i just did and um so after that first spartan race um that everything changed. I, I saw life different. 
Um, I, I, I met so many people. Uh, I started going to a specialized gym for OCR and specifically in 2017. Um, same place I still go to now. Um, it, it's, <laughs> it, I was not expecting that question, man. That's, uh, I guess I should have, right. I, I've only, I've talked about it so many times already, but man, there's, there's so much to it. Um, so um, what, what was the, I mean, was it, what, what was the trigger that changed everything? Was it the, is it the crowd at the Spartan race? Was it like meeting someone? Was it, um, just seeing that there was opportunities to, you know, podium and or win prize money or something. What what was the trigger there? That okay the the energy that came with racing. Okay. Because even though I ran open, you know, the first couple or first you know a few races or so, you know, I was just there to have fun. Um, I wanted to compete. I wanted to go faster. I wasn't good at any of the obstacles at all. But I still wanted to feel that adrenaline, and and that's that's what got me hooked. I, I had to do everything I could to make sure I can keep on doing that, keep on getting faster, because that's that feeling that I wanted to duplicate <laughs> every time. Nice. So you, you decide to make a commitment to more competitive side of the sport, transitioning from open. You know, What did you change in your training, and kind of how did that transition look? Um, I watched, I watched a lot of YouTube videos. I would just watch old Spartan races, like old Spartan races, but literally ones like, you know, seven, eight years ago. Um, you know, a bunch of people I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on. I just watched videos. And I was like, man, like, this is so cool. Like, I want to do that. Like, I want, like, and w when I say do that, I mean, I'm watching these people, these guys and girls run for, you know, miles at a time doing this stuff and still running miles at a time. I want to do that. And I just watched it. I, I, and, and I, again, I tried to duplicate that <laughs> in my daily activities. When I went beach running, when I went trail running, I wanted to look like them. Um, and yeah, I, I just dived into the form, the, the different protocols, um, you know, as much as I could, I, I, I'm sure you, you know, you, you know how it goes, try to dive into as much information. Um, oh, absolutely. I, I'm obsessive about things. When, when I find a topic that interests me, I, I start diving until I hit, I hit the bottom. It's, uh, it's like, it's I, like, oh, you've watched all of that. I'm like, I've watched all of it. I've watched all of the videos, read all the books. So yeah, you, I feel, you know, I, I, I probably didn't do it at, at, a, at, at the most efficient uh, manner, I'm, I'm all over the place, really, you know, just kind of learned how to run recently. Uh, um, I quote, you know, I, I take that with a grain of salt. But uh, anyways. Anyways, nice. yeah. Nice, nice. All right. So decided to make the commitment, to start training more seriously. Uh, when did you feel like you started to kind of like breaking into that higher tier level of performance? Right, uh, um, you've got some. I mean, you've got some really good results. I mean, the S Savage Race podiums are not easy to come by, nor a Spartan Race. Um, those are two of like the hardest series uh, to get podiums at, and then you know, yeah. top fifteen at OCR World Championships is like insane. So, so, um, I'm, I, 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 I would humbly say I'm under the radar, and probably you know, extremely rightfully so. Um, cause you know, there's a lot of top tier athletes out there doing crazy stuff. So, um, I've done a lot of racing, you know, I've, I, I've, I've been in fourth place a lot. I've been in 11th place a lot where it's like, Oh, almost top three. Oh, almost top 10. So there's one race that stands out and I'll get right into it. The, the Spartan, uh, national series, Alabama race, I think it was 2019. Um, I was, I did the age group, um, race and I got second place. And that was only like my second or third time running a competitive wave. And that was big because I previously got, two third places in Fayetteville um, in my age group. 
And so to turn around and get second place in the national series race, which at the time was pretty big, you know, like, oh, whoa, my name is up there with Michael Strobel. You know, he Michael Strobel was running my age group for a long time, you know, during like 2017, 18, maybe 19 or so. Um, so anyways, that race was kind of. Yeah, yeah. Since 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 then, me and a few guys have had a friendly rivalry. Some of these guys don't really race anymore. They're into other things. But uh, I, I'd say Caleb Yates out there and Alec Hood, Michael Strobel, those guys are really running the age group. And I was so glad to keep up with them. Um, anyways, yeah. Nice. Good stuff. So what do we got planned for 2024? What do we what are our sights set on? Um, I want to, I've got to win. I just win. That's it. I want to win more races. I want to, I want to get more savage axes. I want to win more Spartan races. Um, that's it. I mean, yeah. Um, and nothing, nothing more than a beast size race you know so you know anybody listening i'm not i'm not <laughs> inching into the ultras competitively i might here and there just for fun but don't don't worry about that happening but as for some of the sprints the supers um and of course the savage races that are about six miles also um and then coming into ocrwc in october the 15k um i mean yeah that's it yeah i i just want to win more how many times have you done ocrwc Twice now. I did it in 2018 in Vermont. I think I got like 15th in my age group. Um, I walked a lot. The mountains killed me. <laughs> mountains absolutely destroyed me. I was that was a good time though. Um uh Ashley Lorraine, Evan Sumners from Get Core Fitness. We went all up there together from here. Um and then of course last year in California. And the mountains didn't destroy me so much. So hope to do better this year. Yeah. What, what did you change? I mean, obviously there's several years there and a lot of training and stuff like that. Um, and it, since you're from Florida, did you do any sort of like mountain specific prep work? And if so, like, how did you do that when all your terrain is essentially flat? Yes. Um, I've made it a focus uh, coming into uh, last October um, to work on my legs, to get my form right, to to deadlift right, to squat right, um, little stuff like that. And, I, of course, frequenting the one hill we got here. Um, a lot of times I sweat check. I'm in the Fort Caroline, Timaquan Trails here. There's one. It's about a 95-foot climb. Um, really technical, really rooty, really sandy. I've ran that trail probably thousands of times now it's almost the only trail that i run um it proves its worth um yeah that's it that's it i mean i'll just run the same trail all the time a lot of lunges a lot of um understanding the kinetic chain that's what i meant to say uh, uh at the beginning actually talking about the deadlifts and the squats because that's something that i didn't understand and, and that was destroying me when i was doing some of these races with elevation nice when you run that that same trail that hill do you opt for more like just steady state i'm just going to maintain a pace go up and down or are you doing intervals or you do a mix of both like what's your preferred method for improving hill performance yeah yeah um that is a good question because i do it all um fast slow freaking one leg hop backwards crawl um all kind of ways um we've i've done it where we just loop around a couple times i've done it where we just go up and down you know we do lunges up and down bunny hops up and down um we start start digging into richard diaz's brain a little bit for all that um so yeah you know the, the idea is to make as many different scenarios as you can with what you got in um yeah yeah that's 
That that's a good question. I'm glad you asked that. You know, you 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 gotta you gotta do it all. You can't just do one thing. Even you know, I, I I like to just run fast until I can't anymore. That's what's most fun to me. But that, that's not the best way to train, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit about sweat check and that that whole thing, and explain to people what it is. And um, man, so COVID nineteen is going on, right? Uh, you know, the world's pretty much shut down. You know. The sweat check, it isn't as it isn't about working out as much as it is just uh, persevering, um, you know, sticking to the commitment, um, continuing what you've already started, you know, not 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 stopping what you've already got going on. And COVID-19 did that to a lot of us. Um, unfortunately, for me, I was in a good position at the time i went through some promotions uh, i went through some good racing during that year because well some people weren't showing up so yeah. um <laughs> now the sweat check man i saw i saw I, i'm just gonna say it so there was this other uh, mendez fitness out of miami he 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 had he started this you know this oh sweat check of the day, you know, talking about the workout that they did. So, well, hey, I started doing it too. And next thing you know, I was the only one doing it. And then so I started tagging people that I knew. And boom, that's it. I mean, at the time you can only tag 10 people. So I would tag 10 people from my gym, like people I worked out with, plus whoever else. They would share it. And then these other people would be like, oh, wow, that's all they did. And so, well, in their backyard or whatever they had access, they they sweat check, too, you know, and then they tagged 10 other people because they thought it was a good idea. And I mean, there you go. I mean, that alone, we just reached 100 people just off three days, you know, and and it's I, and I'm not saying that's an accurate number. That's I'm just throwing that number out there. Like, but that's what happened. Um, but at the same time again it's it's about duplicating that feeling right so okay i can't do what i just did yesterday i that that that's not all i got to do it again and i got to go harder and i got to go harder and harder and harder and harder and harder, 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 harder that's sweat check right there man i mean that's getting people moving getting people to not stay stagnant to sweat now, are you, then, are you posting specific workouts or is it just uh, more of just like, hey, making sure you you guys are getting up and moving, especially during this time? You know, if 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 I had a better vocabulary, I, I, I guess I could have answered it better. Uh, yeah. It, you know, yeah, I'm not I'm not coaching. I'm not doing any I'm not giving you any workouts. You know, um, I'm just I'm literally telling you things you already know. But it's you, it, I, I guess it's more like a mental thing. It's more like a motivational, motivational talk, if anything, you know, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it for, for face value. It just seems like we're just sharing stuff. Right. But that's what gets people moving. People look forward to posting their sweat check for their people to see because they want, you know, their friends to succeed and their fitness goals as, as well. This has nothing to do with me anymore. You know, it's just all about yourself. And, and that's, well, that's what keeps me going. You know, other other people didn't have to share it for me to keep sweat checking. You know, that's something I was going to keep doing for myself. And 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 by sweat checking, again, that's motivating yourself, keeping yourself accountable. And in turn, you, you know, well, you, you get people to do it, too. And then you do more things together. And of course, together you go further. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Great lessons there. Consistency and you know, building a good team around yourself to keep you motivated, to keep you accountable. Love all those things. Uh, speaking of like a group of people to keep you motivated, I know you train at uh, Get It Core Fitness. Tell me a little bit about that, Jim. That's cool, man. Yeah, I got to tell you right now, I'm actually at Joe's house uh, sitting in his uh, uh, back porch. Um, Joe's the owner of Get It Core Fitness. Um, I met him at the 2017 uh, Palm Coast Spartan Race, he got third place, I think, in the sprint in the, the second day or something like that. Yeah. Um, and 
when I met Joe, um, that's when I started going to get at core fitness. Um, cause I'm like, Oh, you, you train where he's like, Oh, I, you know, it, you know, get at core fitness. I'm like, wow. And I, I'm just thinking to myself, like, I want, how do I look like that and run like that? And he's almost twice my age. What is going on here? Like, like, like it's, it, it was mind blowing. It was. Cause that's what I wanted to do. And well, here's the guy. So, well, yeah, I started training with him and go to the classes, go to his classes. And then even outside of the gym, I'd, Hey, when are, when, when, when are you running? I want to go with you, you know? And then he showed me some trails and from there, I mean, I, it, it wasn't just me, you know, um, a couple of other athletes, you know, were, were, were there and I was chasing them around. Um, and that was so exciting to me to see all these people again, they were just doing these exercises and just running and doing some obstacles and running, doing pull-ups and running. I'm like this, they don't stop. They get faster. It gets harder and they get faster. That's, that's what got me hooked. I wanted to do that too. And then, well, yeah, we started getting specific with, with some races and, um, yeah, here we are now. I mean, yeah, the, 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 the podium started showing up, um, started racing more and Hey, well now we're here, but yeah, that's, that's how get it core fitness came about. You know, every Sunday for you know, a lot of people know this every Sunday is, is the OCR training. Uh, at Gated Core Fitness, the class is still on right now. It's, it's that's that's his staple class that he's been running for freaking seven, eight, nine years now. Um, yeah, consistency ever since Gated Core Fitness. And based, it's in Jacksonville. Is, is yep, that Jacksonville, Florida. Yep. And when you say Joe, we're talking Joe Rivera. Is that what we're talking? Yes, Joselito. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's. I feel like he's been around forever. Uh, yeah, OCR. I have, I've, I have trouble like thinking back to a North American Championship or OCRWC, and I like not seeing his face at some point that weekend. I don't know, I don't know if he was at everyone, but like in my mind, I recall seeing him at all of them. So. He is at all of them. Yes. Okay. So that's not. It's yeah. not I didn't just make. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. He he uh he definitely makes it a point to go to all of them. Um. Yeah. He's got many medals. I see his checks are in the gym. People see him when I sweat check. You see him hanging. Uh, yeah. So that's that's so cool. Yeah. I, yeah. It's 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 so funny. You uh, I, you know, I we're on one side over here with all this going on, and of course you're on the other side with so much going on. Oh man, so much, so much interesting stuff going on by really interesting people. <laughs> um. So what kind of so it's, obviously it's got some obstacles in there. Is it a functional fitness gym? Does it have like normal uh, CrossFit type equipment? Like what? Give us like an atmosphere of like what it's like inside the gym. Yeah. So first off, it's a rustic place. Okay, guys. Yeah, a lot of cobwebs, dust. You know, there's no AC. Um, I love that though. <laughs> I I want my gym to be like borderline unsanitary. Right. Right. <laughs> Right, I yeah. feel like I feel like you work out better versus when it's like too clean. It's almost I don't know. It just doesn't feel good. I it could be uh, the the gym I grew up in, uh, like the very first gym I belonged to with my dad. It's called Excalibur Fitness on Long Island. It was it was dirty. <laughs> like some of the stuff. I mean, <laughs> yeah. like probably it's probably too far. Uh, it's closed down now, but it was probably too far on the dirty side. But I like a little bit of. It needs a little bit of a little bit of sweat, a little bit of grunge in there uh, to get right, workout, right. in my opinion. Right. You know, there's, there's a, there's a time and place for everything. Um, but, uh, you know, I've, we, we, we've all been to gyms where, where the cleanliness is just a plus superb, like looks, looks like you can do a, a chemistry experiment in there. It's so clean, you know, and then we've been to gyms where it's like, okay, this is, this is where people actually get down. Yeah. yeah they're you know they I mean? get after it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have time to be clean. <laughs> <laughs> probably the dirtiest gym i've been to uh that i can remember is in arlington texas metroflex gym it's if you know ronnie coleman the bodybuilder and branch warren that's where they used to work out and it's like no air conditioning texas it's hot they just like roll up the doors and it's just i mean 
Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's yeah. rough in there. It's it's a yeah. rough place. But but yeah, yeah like so, I went in there the one time I visited and I was like, man, I'm loving this. So people sign their <laughs> it, names on the walls and stuff. It's pretty crazy. It's a different feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's why I say the, the first thing is it's rustic. Okay. You know, you you see you, you see the cargo net um hanging vertically uh uh attached to the rig. Um, not something you do one after the other, but yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he built most of it by hand, not the rig. You put the bars together, but the walls he built, the Olympic wall, Z wall, eight foot wall, six foot wall, a four foot wall, two foot wall. Um, yeah, two foot wall, man. You got to practice that too. Um, monkey bars, twister. Um, it, it's yeah. And then. And then we got uh, we we got a lot of boot camp style classes. We got a lot of you, you can do your CrossFit exercises in there as well. You can do your Olympic lifts in there. We 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 got people that do a little bit of everything there. Um, it's just what you see is people crazy like me doing the sweat checking. So you know you just see the obstacles, you see the burpees, see the pull ups. Um, so yeah, that's good at core fitness. We we got all kind of dumbbells, all kind of benches, all kind of obstacles. Mainly functional boot camp style is what's going on. We got all the deca stuff going on. We were one of the first few gyms to you know have an event there, and we've probably had the most events. I don't know. I guess I said that on a recorded podcast, so I'm in trouble now. But um, I mean, we've had like 15 events there with with just a deca fit, uh, deca mile, deca strong. So yeah um a lot of top other top, a lot of other top athletes there doing the same doing those activities as well and uh yeah get a core fitness baby yeah and I'm, I'm looking at their website in the background right now i love looking at some of their class schedule looks like you got some great stuff going on and then i love in the upcoming events they have a bunch of like races um that are both in the area and are kind of around the country that i think is pretty cool it gives I like when people do that. It gives people uh, like a long or sh- short and a kind of medium and even some long-term goals to focus on, you know, because I feel like the people who just like, well, I'm just going to work out because it's good for me. Uh, don't it's, last as long, right? Cause there's, they, there, there's no, there's no sense of urgency. There's no reason to prepare. It's like, oh, well, oh, I skipped the gym today. That's not a problem. You know, like I'll, I'll just go tomorrow. It's like, well, and, well, if, and if you're, if you're training for something. That's a big deal. Cause now I've, I've missed a day and I'm behind a day. So, and that's why that's why I have to mention Get It Core Fitness and everything I do because it's not just me. You 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 got the Kaylas, you got the Ryans, um, you got the Bruces, the Sarahs. There, there's there's so many other people there doing other things. Izzy's always doing the ultras, um, and well, I I want to be as dedicated as them. But but at the same time, at the same time, you know, they don't get enough recognition. You know, everybody else doesn't get the you know what what I feel is enough recognition, and Joe as well. So I'm always, anyways, I'm I'm getting greedy now with the <laughs> with the words. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I'm probably I'm gonna have to bring Joe on at some point. He's been around forever. I'm sure he's got some great. Great stories and great experiences to share and a lot of lessons learned from not only uh, running the gym, but just from racing all of those years. So I, I am fortunate. I mean, to I, I talk to him almost daily. It's yeah, it's I'm very fortunate for that. Indeed. One of one of my mentors, coaches, friends, trainers, family at this point, teammate, <laughs> you name it. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit about Lionheart's Fitness and how you got involved with them. Man, you know, that was such a natural uh, friendship there. Can't even tell you how it started. Like we did OCR Overload all together. Luketa was there. Shell was a photographer. And I remember joking with the photographer like I always do. And we didn't realize, you know, that interaction until at least a, a year later like oh you were that person i was like oh you were that person no kidding you know and of course Luketa's in the back of the starting corral because you know so i never saw him really so um yeah that was ocr overload 
I think was the first race we did together. And we did a couple of Hildervats um, locally here. And um, I mean, it, it, and of course, the sweat check thing. That's it. I was sweat checking at the races. Um, she was taking the pictures. She was doing some of the video. Well, well, sweat check to you, too. And I, I hear down a lot of grapevines that the kids like the sweat checks <laughs> and and they're playing the videos at the fitness center there. Oh, nice. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. There's no way. You know, I mean, I'm I, I'm I don't know. I guess I'm just uh, uh, too humble or again, my vocabulary isn't sharp enough, but it's like like there's no way. I'm just coming up with this crazy talk and 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 these kids are like, oh, the sweat check guy, you know, we we want to see more of that. I'm like, that's so cool. And and then I mean that's it. I mean, from from there is what we have now. Um, it's an ongoing thing. Um I wish I can, I mean, I probably shouldn't say this either, but I mean, I, I wish I could provide more value. Um because all I'm doing now is just doing what I always do, doing what I always want to do, just motivate others and, and motivate myself in the meantime. Um, and it's working out really well. And I'm, uh, yeah, that's, that's how, yeah, that's it. It was, it was so natural. I almost can't even pinpoint how it happened, but that's it. Yeah. Nice. The first time I met Shell was at a uh, 2020, we did a 24 hour, like very local ocr essentially uh one of the guys one of the guys after world service motor got canceled was like hey i'm gonna do a 24-hour ocr in my backyard in arkansas uh our friend tank what? so so he built an he built like some obstacles on his property and uh it was also to honor his uh, uh recently passed wife so we went out there she was there it was the first time i met her we became friends and uh we talked back and forth occasionally ever since and i've done done some speaking for lion hearts so if anyone's not tracking lion hearts it's a kids essentially ocr group and the uh, shell does a right. lot of work essentially bringing bringing young kids into our sport which is just uh phenomenal and i think something we could all learn from and emulate in whatever part of the country you live in so uh great program there and she lionheart's fitness is also one of our team sponsors for 2024 so we're going to partner with her and their kids program and try to give them like you were saying try to give more more value to that program to kind of help grow the sport from the bottom. And, uh, shells, right. shell will be at some races taking pictures too. So, um, just, just another one of the relationships we've built over the years that tries to be mutually beneficial and kind of help everyone out and help grow the sport. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm, I, I, I she does, she does amazing work over there and, and, and look at, a. Uh, I'm, I mean, shoot, I'm talking about sweat check. I mean, Kali, they're talking about hundreds of kids. Yeah. That's like physically, <laughs> not, not through social media, you yeah, know? Per, yeah. Physically. I, when I, I did it, when I did the zoom, like meeting interview, whatever you want to call it with them, I was surprised at how like packed that room was with the kids. It was pretty cool to see. So, I mean, I wish, I wish that was me when I was their age for sure. Yeah. For sure. Kidding. Okay. For sure. So I mean, what, even at thirteen. Anyways, yeah. What's your uh, day job, and how does that help or hinder uh, training for OCR? Um, I'm a roofer. Um, not like residential, but co commercial. Uh, so big flat buildings usually. Um, yeah, it, it it helps in some ways, hurts in some ways. The biggest way it hurts is, is um, I'm always getting to race is really late in the evening and i barely sleep um and then uh the the biggest advantage would be that i just um i'm my my arms are more stronger than uh <laughs> than 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 most of the other guys um and and in terms of grip and and, and pulling and and carrying uh, of course I, I take that with a grain of salt too you know come at me on instagram um but uh you know, because I'm always what people do for active recovery is almost what I do for work every day. Um, yeah, it it uh it pays the bills. You know, it, it's a uh, it's a good time. 
usually, except for the summer when it gets, you know, about 120 degrees when you're up there. Um, since you're, uh, since you have such an active job, do you find that you have to work out beforehand to get your workout in, or do you just kind of like suck it up and work out afterwards? I've, I, over the years, I've done a little bit of both. Okay. I have, um, I've done, I've done speed work in the mornings and then I've done sometimes speed work at night. I've, not in the same day. I'm just saying, you know, in terms of yeah, yeah. when I did right. speed work. Um, I, I've, I, I, I've done lifting the same manner. Um, it, yeah, I've, it, I, I never have a set schedule, um, in terms of training. Cause I I have to react to how my body's feeling due to work and that can change day to day, week to week. Um, you know, I don't know how many miles I, I run a week. Uh, I'm, I have to be day to day based on again, what I'm doing at work because work dictates everything. So while, you know, a lot of people think it's really good that I'm a roofer and that I do Spartan races. Right. And they're right. It is. But at the same time, there's, there's also the fact that like, I can't just, um, I like, like it would be hard for me to hire a coach to further my OCR career specifically, because, you know, what I'm doing at work, probably 80% of people aren't doing, you know, and sometimes, sometimes it takes out my back. Sometimes it takes out my hips for the day. Sometimes it takes out my ankles, depending, again, depending on exactly what, what's going on. Sometimes an easy, it's an easy day. Sometimes it's a hard day. And so I, I, and, and, and so, yes, it, it doing all that helps. I just have to be careful because I don't want to get injured. And that's something that I've battled. I, 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 I battled well over the years. Um, mainly is that's like I joke about with some of the guys at the gym. I can't afford to be injured. I literally can't afford to be injured. I want to race and I have to work. So yeah, we got to be smart about this, you know? So I, I'd rather undertrain. Then overtrain. Of course, I've overtrained more than undertrained, but um, we'll just act like I didn't say that. Um, but anyways, yeah, yeah, uh, it works out well in the end. Hey, I know I've been all over the place here, <laughs> um, but in the end, I think it works out well. I definitely want to get more involved in the fitness industry. I'm actually taking a course right now uh, to study and take the personal training exam. So maybe we can talk about that in the future. <laughs> Cool. What uh, what company are you going with for the personal training certification? Um, NASM. Okay. Nice. NASM. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Again, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just taking a shot in the dark over here. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, we're gonna start wrapping it up because we are recording this on Super Bowl Sunday, and the Super Bowl starts in about thirty minutes. So, um, I know people like people. I don't know. You a big sports guy, Noel? Not really. Uh, not really. I used to be. Now I just want to see Taylor Swift. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Any uh, any, pred- any predictions? Because most people will listen to this after the uh, Super yeah. Bowl. So I use, your, ch- use, your, use your chance I, to be perfectly accurate. Go. I want the 49ers to to win it. I'm yeah. I'm going for the 49ers. I, I think I uh, I don't want to say I think they're gonna win. I want them to win. Okay, <laughs> that's fair. I feel like. I feel like that's pretty universal across most of the United States besides yeah. Missouri and Kansas. Um, I, yeah. I'm in Kansas. I'm not a sports guy, but um, sometimes I, sometimes I, I'll root for the Kansas city for this one, just cause that's what I will quote unquote, my home team is for this one. So, you know, I, I do know from being a, a, a football fan long ago that Andy Reed, you know, has had his share of some tough losses. So I'm, I'm glad he's, you know, successful yeah so speaking of kind of off-topic stuff tell us one thing people would be surprised to know about you and the, the more random the better typically oh man that's a tough one um oh well here we go what the heck uh i i don't i sleep on the floor um like that's exactly what how I yeah exactly how it sounds um I don't like sleeping on beds they're not comfortable and I got my own thoughts about uh why people have back problems all the time (laughs) oh interesting 
So do you put any cushions on or anything, or it's just like carpet, you so, blanket? What's the so, what's the technique? Yeah. Um, what 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 evolved from just taking naps on the floor and finding out that like I felt really good after doing so um, was just carpet was just a carpet floor, and then uh, my parents got me like a little like a like like an eight by six rug, like something from like Walmart. So then I got a sheet on that. And that's what I sleep on. So even when I go camping, I just literally roll up the rug with the pillow, the blanket in it, yeah. everything as is. I throw it in my tent, un- unroll it, and it's the exact bed that I had. And I have I do that many times for racing. Interesting. Uh, married? Single. Single. Okay. Have, <laughs> has has any um, uh, suitors come over that are not excited to be on <laughs> your bed there? Just out of curiosity. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've never had that issue. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Just, just that's such a good question, man. I, I mean, that is awesome. I wasn't I wasn't expecting such a guy <laughs> question. That is awesome. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been married for I don't know. I think I'm approaching 15 years at this point, and there are there are large portions of my life that is essentially my wife dictates a lot of those things because. You know, she'd be like, well, which dining room table should we get? Here are your three options. And I'm like, it's the cheapest one. That's the, that's the one that will make me happy, happiest. She's like, how do you? Yeah. It's like, I, it, you know, like got, guys will live with like a bunch of milk crates, their TV stacked on an old cardboard box and yeah. like five <laughs> utensils, like two cups, one plate and a bowl and be like, yep, I got it all. I'm good. Um, Luxury at its finest. <laughs> yeah. You know, sim- simplicity is true luxury. Anyways, yeah. well, I, I, I'm being funny, but yeah, kind of. Yeah, I, like uh, I mean, so for some of my deployments, like I've lived essentially in a, basically it was like a hotel room on the embassy compound, and I've lived in tents and whatever. Um, and when I lived in the the hotel room on the embassy compound in Lebanon, and I was like, I was like, yep, got everything I need: a bed, my bathroom, and uh, like literally like one set of utensils, and like one set of of like one plate, one uh, cup. And the yeah. the State Department people would always be like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, you have to live in the hotel." And I was like, "What?" It's like this is the nicest place I've ever lived in on a deployment. I was like, "This is amazing." It's like, I right. I'm like super happy that everything's close. I don't have to walk anywhere. So pretty, yeah, pretty simple. It's like I can go to the gym 24 hours a day. We're good. We're good. I don't need hey, anything else. People pay top dollar for that kind of living. I tell you. Yeah. And, you know, and 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 I just want to add too. You know, um, I'm so. Sleeping on the floor as, as opposed to a bed, um, you know, that thing is, you know, people think their quality of sleep, you know, has to do with what they're laying on. I mean, it, it does. But for the most part, the, if, if, if you're productive enough throughout your day, you're going to sleep good no matter what. Yeah, I, agree. I, I do agree with that. Yeah, and I just want to throw throw that out there, you know, because you know, people, you know, the first thing they think, you know, you you really do sleep on the floor, and then you know, but it's, but it's like, well, I sleep good because the floor isn't why you would sleep bad. I mean, it is, but there's more to it, and yeah. <laughs> gotcha. All right. Any final uh, shout outs you want to give friends, family, sponsors, whatever. Um, I mean, golly, uh, Jose Medina, Deborah Medina, my parents, my lovely parents, they've been married for like 45 years. I wish I was as good as them. One day I will. Um, get it core fitness is in the house. Uh, Lion Hearts Fitness, of course, uh, the Mud Gear, Hannibal Race Pro Team, um, Evan Preparis, uh, captain of the team, um, hosting this podcast. Glad to be here. So exciting. Um <laughs> I mean, we got we got a lot of races to come, uh, uh, a lot of races to do this year, and um, hey, I look forward to seeing everybody there. That's all yeah. I got. Yeah, it's gonna be a great year. And for anyone listening, head over to TeamStrengthSpeed.com. We just got resupplied with Blegmits, so I now have extremes in all sizes, small, medium, and large. Uh, just a fresh order coming in from Australia. I think about half of it came in. About half of it should be in the rest of this week. So please check that out. And then if you want more podcast content, one. Head over and listen to uh, Obstacle Running Adventures. We had another one of the new athletes on our team, uh, Sarah Grippy Snyder, is going to be on Obstacle Running Adventures if it hasn't published already. 
It'll probably be coming out right around the time this is coming out. And on top of that, we do more podcast stuff. We have another podcast now called Tiga Tactics Podcast. So not fitness focused, more self-defense focused. So if anyone wants to like dive into that world, you can check that out. And then Tiga Tactics is another one of our sponsors, actually, for the team in 2024. Kind of a weird sponsor for a obstacle course racing team, but self-defense and self-protection doesn't necessarily limit itself to martial artists. It literally applies to everyone. And if I was going to teach someone how to defend themselves and they didn't have a lot of time or time to go to a gym, et cetera, I would use Tiga tactics. And I, and I would, that's the methodology I would use for my, like my wife, my, uh, I'm, any sort of my relatives, I'm, my daughter, et cetera. Yeah. I'm glad we got people like you on our side, man. I tell you that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, head over, check out Tiga Tactics podcast, follow Tiga Tactics. Uh, if anyone goes to my Instagram bio and clicks on my link tree, the link in my Instagram bio, there's a code in there, save you 50% from any of the uh, Tiga Tactics courses. So pretty sweet deal there. Uh, please check that out. Nice. Show some love for our sponsors. If Head over to Mudgear Hannibal Pro Team Instagram. We're dropping sponsors announcements. Make sure you're following us, catching all the updates. Uh, I know you recently placed second at Native X, which I forgot yeah, to talk yeah. about. Let's talk about that real quick. Tell yeah, me yeah. About we'll Native X. Tell me about Native X before we get going. Um, yeah, you got you got some of your high rocks, deck of fit, trail running, all in one. Um it, it, it was uh you you had the heavy, uh, and then you had the uh fast. So of course I did the fast. That was the 5k. Um uh I I, I got second behind Alvaro Vasquez. Alvaro Vasquez is pretty well known in, in OCR. He's fast, <laughs> super fast, um, super strong for his size. So uh, Gage Hicks finished uh, not too far behind me. Uh, that was a good battle with him. Um, yeah, I, I mean, so you had four lanes and each lane had four exercises, had four things. So yeah, you know, I had two obstacles and two exercises. So yeah, you, um, that was a, that, that was, that was a fast one. That was a fast, uh, the, the, I say fast until I went to the thrusters and the 30 thrusters with a, no 50 single arm squat thrusters with a 30 pound dumbbell. So that pretty much took me out, took most of us out. Um, so yeah, that was, you know, I, I say it took us out and then I say, that's exactly what, what I like. And then we went into some monkey bar net rings kind of thing after that. So yeah, it, 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 it very spectator friendly, which, uh, I, that keeps the energy going, you know, you're in mid competition, right. And you're always by the crowd and it's this crowd is that's watching. They're seeing a story play out. They're seeing the battle play out right before their eyes on each zone. And that, that to me, that, that kind of added like a different kind of aspect. Um, nice. but yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and some of the bigger guys out there would have definitely loved the 2.5 K, uh, where, you know, we all did the same exercises, the same run, but their reps, no, their weights were heavier. Um, and their runs were halfened. Yeah. So yeah. Um, good race. Good race. Native X did really well in, over there in West Palm Beach. So shout out to Chris Harris, the race director there. Yeah, it looked like a really cool event. Kind of a, I feel like High Rocks and Decafit is a lot more, it's like endurance CrossFit almost because you're doing running and then they're more of like functional fitness crossfit movements. This was, I thought this was pretty cool because it looked a lot more, I mean, there are some like functional fitness type movements in there, but there was also some like straight up obstacles from, from OCRs, a lot more of like a, Tough Mudder X type vibe. Yes. So yes. And thought, and it's go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I thought that was cool. And like you said, were you running on the same uh section of run route? Like was it like, all right, I'm gonna run here and back, yes. or each station you do a different route? No, um, it was almost built like a decamile. Gotcha. Um like where it, everything was actually like a small, like one hundred foot by two hundred foot, no, not even that probably like 50 by 100 foot that's where all the obstacles all the zones were but then the running was was what spanned out but that was the same loop every time yeah. through some running trails so yeah you came in the same way and you left out the same way every time that's cool and um, I, I 
like you said, I think that that plays well for spectators. If you they decide to do television, I think that plays well for television too, right? Because you can the story can like you were saying the story can unfold. You can catch a lot of the action, um, right? And you don't have to move cameras around and stuff like that. So that's essentially way we're gonna go way back in time here, back when like Hobie Call was still involved in the sport. He when he was suggesting like how to televise OCR, it's very similar to what Native X does or. Essentially, you have. Oh, okay. His idea was essentially it looked like a clover leaf. So all the obstacles are in the middle. You yeah. Run, you run part of the clover. You do the obstacles. You run a different part of the clover. You do with obstacles. You know that's obviously that requires a little more space. Um, if you're doing different loops for every run, but same concept. Yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah, uh, uh, a lot of people see I got a problem with uh, spectating myself. Like I like to watch. I like I like to record people. Um, because I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, five months from now, that's the footage that I'm going to be watching when I'm bored. Um, and yeah, it's yeah. I, I I was able to watch the the heavy go off first, and then we did our wave uh, 45 minutes later. So yeah, I watched Chainsaw Rick. <laughs> People like Chainsaw Rick were in the heavy. Johnny Marez, some of those small guys, and they blasted yeah. it. Of course, Daniel Little and uh, um, Joe Roberto. Uh, some of the bigger guys, they were, they were, they were killing it. That was, that was, that was fun to watch. Rachel Waters, Aaliyah Emus, they were doing the heavy as well. Um, so yeah, I got to watch all that. I recorded a lot of it. So that was, yeah, you don't, you don't get to watch uh, competitors compete often when you are a competitor. So I was able to do that. It's funny you name all those names. And this is like a quote unquote local, local OCR for Florida. And we were, t- we were talking on like the team chat at one point. I was like, yeah, hey, you know what? All it takes is a couple people, a couple high level people to show up and a easy race turns into like, you know, national series quality, you know, with the, with some of that crowd showing up. So that's pretty fun. Yes. Yes. It, it's, it's yes. Yes. It's, it's hard to go to all the races. That's, that's for sure. But I was I was glad to see some of those some of my friends show up at at my Florida race, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Cool, right. man. We're actually gonna get going now. Uh, thanks cool. again for coming on, and we will catch everyone later. Pleasure, man. Pleasure. I'll talk to you soon, Evan. All right, sounds good. Bye. Bye.